everyone and welcome back to another podcast episode of Coffee with Shay Shy. I don't care how you pronounce it, Shay or Shy. So today's episode, um, we'll kind of get into it. I really don't, I don't know, it's requested by other people before. I've asked for podcast episode ideas and it's totally been requested prior from other people before and I genuinely love the topic so I am super super excited to talk about it but before we get into it um today I am drinking two shots of a caramel espresso caramel however you pronounce it caramel espresso from home goods um, so we just opened up like a home goods here in Fort Wayne and I think it's crazy because I went there like the first like weekend that was open. So I think Saturday, I think it opened like Friday and I went Saturday. Home goods was not that good. I know they probably didn't have everything out, but home goods was not that good. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, everyone loves the the three tier. What is it? TJ Maxx, Home Goods, and Marshalls. Yes, I love a good TJ Maxx run, a good Marshalls run. Okay, Marshalls is a little far from me, so I don't usually go to that one, but you should go to TJ Maxx. Okay, but I got these espresso pods because it was about the only thing that I could actually buy from there um, without fighting for my life against an older woman for something. And I'm just, I'm not here. I'm not here to get into a wrestle at Home Goods, so I don't really know the brand. I wish I could tell you, but they're Nespresso pods. It's like a caramel, but my recommendation is actually, so I don't know if you have, you know, the original line or the Vertuo line, but there is like a caramel cookie crunch for the Vertuo, and for the original, it's like a caramel cookie. I don't know. It's not caramel cookie, but it's like caramel brulee or something like that so good it's like my favorite I actually got it from the Nespresso store and I think it's funny because I'm like I'm not gonna buy Nespresso pods and I saw those and I was like that's it that's the one and so I've been drinking them and uh, elevates your coffee it's so good I didn't realize like how much I really needed the Nespresso pods um I do buy Nespresso pods just not like Nespresso brands so they're like the different pods. Anyways, I just frothed up some caramel almond milk creamer because we're uh dairy-free girlies sometimes. Am I still going to eat sour cream on my Taco Bell tonight? Yes. I'm in Taco Bowl. Yeah, sour cream on my Taco Bowl. Um, anyways, if you can't tell, it's really early in the morning for me. It's, uh, it's very early. And I was like, you know what? I feel very compelled after listening to Emma Chamberlain. And I was like, I think we need another episode. I think as a little special treat for you all, I think we should get another episode. And so this one has been requested by other people when I asked for like podcast recommendations. This was an idea. And I really, really liked it because I was like, I do this all the time. I do this all the time. So let's go back a little bit. Um, today's topic is genuinely about spending time alone. And so let's go back to little teenage shy. Um, so I I know my grandparents are I know my grandma's listening to this. 
my grandpa is not because he's not here um but my grandma is probably gonna listen to this maybe even my brother but so let me just tell you like my side of how things went and so as a kid I specifically remember like my grandpa was a very introverted man and he really liked to spend time either outside mowing he really, really liked and valued his alone time. And so my grandma was kind of a little bit different. Like she did spend alone time. She definitely did recharge back in her bedroom. But I, if it was like, I don't really ever remember if it was like by choice. Like, yes, yeah, she wants alone time or like, you know, my grandpa liked his alone time. So they just spent time alone away from each other. And so, <clears throat> sorry, my throat apparently was feeling a little weird, but I just like specifically remember they both spent a lot of time alone and so as the teenager that I am and I was I liked to spend my time alone too and I do remember like if I was ever punished as a kid and stuff like that it was like you know go to your room go spend time alone and I think like as a kid I found that very very punishing And so growing up, I felt like when I went to college, I did not like to spend time alone. So I do like to spend my time alone. I, you know, I had to recharge from people because I quickly realized I was very introverted as a teenager and younger. I think I was extroverted at like school and, um, you know, in college, I think I was kind of extroverted, but college also allowed for a lot of alone time because you lived with a roommate and your roommate was not always there. And we all know, like, you're not always besties with your roommates and I was not always besties with my roommates and so I did spend time alone even though I had roommates there was time to definitely recuperate and be alone I really feel like college teaches you a lot of independence and time alone and so I still tried to be like you know I don't want to be alone alone time is still punishing And it was crazy because, you know, my freshman year, I had started dating somebody. And then for that entire time of, like, dating somebody, I was never alone, like, ever. Like, we had spent so much time together. I was never really, like, alone. And so that created a lot of other bad habits that I felt like when I was alone, I felt like alone time was punishing. And I still was continuously, like, being in that mindset of, like, alone time is being punishing. Um, And then also, like, I had a best friend, and I still spend so much time with him. And I have a best friend, like, from college that I spent a lot of time with. And so, like, we were together every day, too. Like, we spent a lot of time together. We were, like, constantly going to lunch together, you know, constantly doing stuff. And college allows you that freedom to genuinely spend time alone or spend time with a lot of people. And so I feel like I was trying to like fill a little bit of a void because I spent so much punishing time alone as a teenager. And I, you know, yes, I do think that like kids need time alone and like kids need time to like recharge and then also space to deal with things but I think like sending a kid to be alone in the room is a very punishing thing and when you're using it as a punishment I feel really bad for the kid because I do think that like for me that caused a lot of issues with alone time but due to my grandpa like I did see alone time in a different way too. So like the way that he would show alone time was like he valued it and cherished it and that's what he wanted 90% of the time versus like I felt like, you know, they would be like, oh, I, you know, go to your room, you know, and most parents do that. 
And I realize that there are some parents that are going to be like, you're wrong. I should send my kid to their room. And that's on you, okay? But that's not something I want to do because I realize like how hard it was for me to be alone with myself because I always viewed it in a negative and punishing way because of my childhood. And so, you know, fast forwarding to college again, I'm like kind of jumping behind like I'm jumping between these two timelines because I do firmly like believe they connect with each other. But fast forwarding again to college, I really did try to fill that void and like having someone around me so that I was not alone. I did not like to be alone with my thoughts. I think that my brain is the meanest, darkest place on this planet besides like the ocean. I don't know. I would say Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk definitely have a very dark brain. Um, I imagine it's just a black hole where dreams go to die. But anyways, <laughs> that's my own opinion. You can disagree with me or not. But um, anyways, being alone with my thoughts was always a very punishing thing because my brain and the PTSD that I have, um, my brain is very, very loud and it's not my thoughts and it's not my sayings. It's things that people have said to me before. And due to like my traumatic childhood, I do firmly really believe that like, and, and my therapist has confirmed this, that really those voices in my head and the things, those negative things that are said are something that someone has said to me before. Um, you know, when I was a kid, it was like your smile or, you know, just other things that were said to me in my brain. I have just like a continuous loop of these negative things constantly being said to me. And I really don't think you can turn your brain off because I've tried. You cannot turn your brain off, um, especially if you have ADHD. And so, you know, I'm in the process of ADHD testing and stuff. And I didn't realize that not everyone has an internal monologue. I do. But like I was saying, like that internal monologue that's that's going on isn't always things that I say to myself. It really is like a societal like impact on me or it's like my childhood impact. And so I don't at that time did not like to be alone in my brain. And, you know, I was not really going to super serious therapy, medication, all that. I think it was until like my junior year that I was like, okay, I'm going to go to therapy um, cause I had to, I think like my sophomore year or something for things that had happened. And then like my junior year, I kind of went and then like my senior year kind of went again, but I had switched between a lot of therapists and like getting access to, you know, healthcare is kind of hard. And so I didn't really like understand what was going on. And then like the junior, junior, senior summer, it was like end of junior year going into my senior year of summer, that summer, I had been diagnosed with PTSD and bipolar disorder. And whether or not I believe the validness of the diagnosis, PTSD is definitely something that I have. And I realized, you know, when we were talking, because he he really validated this for me, he was like, you know, your brain your brain has a lot going on. And because of the PTSD, that's why you like hear these voices and hear these things like being echoed in your head all the time. And, and I was saying like, I hear like a voice behind me and it's a scary lady from the ring. I'm talking more of like my brain kind of has like an internal monologue of conversation being said to me. That's a negative tone. And 
I never took time to really process and deal with that because I was going to college and dealing with a lot of things. So we're going to say, okay, I graduated college. I'm going to fast forward a little bit and maybe I'll jump back. I don't know. We're going to fast forward a little bit. And going into college, I had graduated. Like, I, I knew that, like, I wanted to really set myself apart. And I got a lot of education in, in college. And my minor is in psych and my degree is in education with a focus in counseling. And I took a lot of sociology classes and stuff. So I learned a lot. And then when I graduated, um, you know, I got a position that was really busy and I was driving an hour every day back and forth, an hour one way, an hour one one way back to get to my position. And so that was a very challenging time in my life. Um, I didn't have to be alone in the car either. And that was like kind of a challenging time in my life because I didn't have a lot of alone time to recuperate, but I was so used to like constantly having friends or constantly having people around me or something or like a partner. And so I never really had time to like recruit. And I do know that I like wanted to get back into therapy, but therapy was just not possible for me and my lifestyle situation. I moved to Fort Wayne about September 2020. And then in December of 2021, my or December 2020, my parent passed away. Um, that's why I said my grandpa's not listening. Um, but my grandparent, my parent, my dad, whatever you really want to call him, he was my dad, passed away. And so I went into the deepest, darkest place you could possibly be. And it was so bad. And I made a lot of really bad life choices. And I went from having someone 24-7 to not having someone 24-7 and, and trying to fill that. And then spurts of time where I had to be alone that I never normally had to be alone, um, sleeping alone, all of these things. And, you know, that was a really weird change for me. And I had to be like, shit, I have to get my shit together. And I remember... March of 2021, I was like, I've got to go to therapy. And it was like, actually, I think it was more like February, March. So I reached out, got therapist recommendations, and I started therapy. And at this time, I was not dating anyone. So I think I, I think it was over around January because um, I had just like a short little stint that caused its own trauma and stuff. But stopped dating someone until I would say you know, really actually if we're talking like dating, dating, um, didn't get into a new relationship until May of 2021. Um, so I had taken some time to really just be alone. I went to therapy weekly. I was working out, I was taking care of myself, but here's the, the biggest change that I think that happened. I was alone. I didn't live alone, but I was alone. I slept alone. I was alone. I was fine being alone. Um, and so I was still dealing with that, like, ooh, I don't want to be alone and really unhealthy things and, like, trying to spend as much time with my friends or people as possible. And I feel like I was still kind of in that, like, mm, can't be alone process. Can't do it. Because my head was so filled with grief and so filled with so much trauma and stuff that happened to my grandpa, dad, whatever, you know, so much trauma that I, like, that I was, like, waking up to. And so I used, like, working out as a coping mechanism. You know, I did go out and drink and have fun and, like, party and stuff with friends. 
And I realized like really quickly once I got into this new relationship in May, how detrimental that was for me. And so I started dating this person in May, my, my love, my partner, my honey, you know, he'll be listening to this, but, um, you know, we're still dating. We're, we're going on money almost a year. So (laughs) it's been an effective relationship. It's been a very, very good and healthy relationship and a lot of learning between us two. Um, but it was really just because I was open to it. Like I grew up and was like, you need to grow the hell up and realize that you need to do better. Um, but this person at the time had lived about 30 minutes away. Um, and so I only saw them on Saturdays and then eventually in June, they moved about 20 minutes away from me. So it's like a 20 minute drive, but they're still in Fort Wayne. Um, I just want to say like Logan. Okay. Let's just say Logan because I, I, I'll say, I'll just say his name. Um, but Logan had moved about 20 minutes away from me and still, not living with me. And so I had moved out into a new apartment in August and yes, I was living with a roommate, but she was never really home. That's a different story for another time. I really want to expose everything done to me because that was the most traumatic, most traumatic, most like screwed up time. Um, I really cannot believe a, a human would be that vile, but she wasn't home very often. And so I only saw Logan Saturday, Sunday, and then maybe, like, you know, sometime throughout the week. But that was because his work schedule was so busy. He worked in afternoons. I worked during the day. And, you know, he's paying for college and stuff, and I so I got that. But that required a lot of time alone. Like, a lot of time alone. And so that was something I was really not used to in a relationship is, like, Oh, you spend time alone. Like, even in high school, like, I was seeing partners probably as fairly regularly as I could because I had restrictions with my parents. But I'm an adult now. My parents don't have restrictions, obviously, because I'm 23. Yeah, I was 22. And then turned 23. And then now I turned 24 this year. Um, And so I had to get really comfortable with being alone. And that was such a weird time for me, like grocery shopping alone, driving alone, pumping my gas alone. And as someone who's been very, very codependent on relationships, that was something I was like, what the heck? Like I'm codependent in my friendships, I'm codependent in relationships. Like it's not just platonic, but I'm talking like I'm codependent in all of my relationships because I think that people can give me the love that I'm, I'm craving And that's quickly something I realized that's not true. Um, So I continued therapy and I continued to work on myself. And there was a sense of time where I was not in therapy and now I'm in therapy again. And we're working on stuff. But I was always doing some form of self-help stuff. I was doing something to help myself. And I was constantly listening to podcasts. I was, you know, I know TikTok is not the best, most educational thing. And I'm not listening to influencers. I'm listening to actual psychologists. And really feeding myself a lot of education. And at that time, I was also working a job where I was teaching young minds self-awareness. And I was teaching them, you know, self-advocacy and stuff. And I was learning stuff that I had to teach to them. And so I was just being constantly fed with knowledge and education during that time. So I started to get used to being alone. And then once school start, Logan was able to see me Monday, Wednesday, 
Saturday and Sunday, and that's four days out of a seven-day week, and that's pretty good, but normally only staying the night with me on Saturday. So, despite seeing him Monday and Wednesday, I was still alone at night, and that was still something unfamiliar with me, and I think that that was really good for me. I think it really taught me about, like, how codependent I am on my relationships and the people around me and how dependent I am on being in relationships with people and, and being around people constantly. And I'm I'm not just talking platonic or I'm not just talking romantic. I'm talking platonic too. Like I still saw my friend Evan a lot during this time and we talked a lot and we were like FaceTiming constantly and, and all this stuff. And then the FaceTimes as like my mental health and I started to get my mental health would decline but I would be used to being alone I would not FaceTime as much and I would not talk or you know hang out with people as much and I during this time where I was in like squishmallow friend group chats and like you know my phone was definitely a lifeline and there were a lot of people I could talk to on my phone but physically hanging out with people that was different um I do realize that quality time is a love language of mine, but I think it is kind of more of a situation where I'm okay with codependency. Um, and so I don't, I don't want this podcast to be like genuinely all about my experience and stuff, but I do want to give you some background on like what helped me and, and then how I got here. And so that's why I'm kind of like explaining this deep, long story. But the other part of that is a lot of, like, lonely nights and a lot of lonely days and definitely me asking my partner to stay longer, stay with me, and, you know, him saying no and um, because, like, he's got homework and school and stuff like that. And I really had to be more okay with being alone than I was really used to, and that was still very, very hard for me. And so you know, I'm sitting here, it's April, we've been dating for almost a year, and we've had some of time where we're, where we've lived together for, like, you know, say, like, two weeks or something, and, and we are moving in together, what, today is, you know, right now it's April 29th, we're gonna be moving in together May 19th, so fairly soon, fairly, fairly soon, and, um, you know, we're going to be okay to live together. We really cohabitate very well together, but there's definitely an aspect that I like want to continue keeping and that's my treasured alone time and spending time alone with myself. Um, because I realized the codependency that I had on being around other people has been very, very strong. So here has been the mindset shift within this relationship and teaching me independence and you know it's not long distance it's a short distance but it's still you're not living with the person and you're not right down the road from that person it's different in college you know you're right down the street from somebody whatever I think the biggest mindset shift was I can give myself the love that I am seeking from other people so repeat this to yourself I can give myself the love I am seeking from other people that was a huge one that was a really big one for me to learn because I felt my entire life because of the absence of a parent's love in childhood I felt my entire life I've been searching for 
a love that I didn't even know I could give myself because I was so reliant on other people. When I was in co- in high school, I was reliant on my friends. Um, you know, the summer before I went to high school, like the summer I graduated high school, went to college, I was with people literally every single day or I was working. There was not a minute alone. And then when I go to college, I was never alone. I was with people. And there were sense of times where I was like hanging out in my room by myself, but I could be like, hey, want to hang out? And so... I think that I continue to search for this love from people as a filler for the lack of self-love that I have on myself. So really think about this. I was searching for love from other people to fill the void of self-love I was giving myself. You can love yourself so deeply we sit and we're like oh my gosh like these people are so selfish I can't believe that like they're so centered on themselves no no they're not they are comfortable with themselves and they're okay with themselves and they are fine with themselves and we need to think about that we need to genuinely think about how secure those people are in their own lives and so secure in their own relationships with themselves And I'm jealous because I kind of always wish that was me. I didn't understand why people could spend time alone and be okay with it. And so, you know, this, this past year has really just been reminding myself that nobody, and I mean nobody, not a parent, not a partner, not a friend, can fill the void of self love. I can fill that void of self-love. I can do that for myself. I can love myself. And so I quit like, you know, going out to parties, going out to clubs and hanging out with friends that only went to clubs. And I instead was like, let's go on dinner dates. Um, uh, There was something that I incorporated this past year and most people are like, what the heck? I will literally, Friday nights, I get out of work. I grab a little Starbucks, okay, and I go, and it was at first, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go through fast food, grab my dog, we're going to get something through fast food, and I'll eat it in the parking lot, and that was my time alone, and, you know, I have my dog, and I love her to death, and so I bring her on things, and I would get her, you know, a little puppy cup and stuff, and, but that was like a reward, I started as kind of like a reward for making it through the week, because my job is so incredibly stressful, <laughs> That was my reward for making it through the week. And then it kind of turned into Friday nights alone. And I, my partner was at work. So like, what was I supposed to really do? Like, you know, I can hang out with a friend. Sometimes I did hang out with friends, but I really made that like, that was my night alone. That was my night that I went out. Oh my gosh, I hit Siri. Sorry, but that was my night that I was alone. And I dedicated one night to myself. Or I treated myself and I took care of myself and I got the food that I wanted. I went out to eat and then, you know, got Starbucks because I love coffee. As we all know. By the way, I'm going to take a drink. I love that sound. Um, I actually just, like, spilled my coffee on myself. Um, I'm really honestly not sure why. Okay, well, brief intermission for that. Um, Okay, I cleaned that up. Um, 
the best that I could. I'm sitting in my car with, like, no napkins or anything. Um, but anyways, the thing is, um, for that second tip. So the first tip was nobody can fill the void of self-love. And then the second tip is to find one day throughout the entire week that you get to go out and take yourself out. And if you're in a relationship, it's kind of cool to only have to buy one dinner. <laughs> like, it's kind of fun to, like, just buy for yourself. You know, it's a lot cheaper and stuff. And I, I love spending money on my partner, but I do, like, cheap dinner dates, too. And so I really recommend that you spend one night, just just one night a week, where you take yourself out to dinner or something fun. Um, you take yourself to a library, you take yourself to a bookstore, you take yourself anywhere that you deem like fun and it has to be alone because you really have to like learn to be alone. And I, and I recommend friend dates too. And I have supplemented some friend dates for that one night a week that I really like to go out. But no, you spend that time alone and just it can be a 30 minute exposure. It can be an hour exposure. It can be all night, but just one night that you go out by yourself and you spend time alone. And if you're a parent, please, please know that like, you know, I know your time is so crucial and it's so hard with kids. I really hope that you can get like a babysitter or, you know, if you have another half, your other half can, can sit and spend time with the kid while you go out alone and you get your time alone. And so I really just recommend one night a week where you spend time with yourself. Like, I don't even care if you're just watching like your favorite movie, your favorite TV show, just spending time alone. And, you know, sometimes people have to work up to like actually going out in public. There are a lot of people who will not go out in public alone. And that's a different story for a different day. But I do really honestly recommend that you do get to the exposure where you're able to go out alone by yourself um and make sure you're safe always be safe okay (sighs) the third tip for spending time alone don't make it punishing it's not a punishment to spend time alone and if your brain doesn't shut up like mine I get that. I really do. Um, My brain has become a very dark place, but it's kind of rewiring your brain when those negative thoughts come in. You're like, that's just a negative thought. That's an intrusive thought. Um, And think, okay, where is the validity? Validity. (laughs) Where is the validity in what's being said? You know, in my head, I'm very mean and critical about my body, but then I look in the mirror and I'm like, wow, I'm gorgeous and I have great eyebrows and my eyes are such a pretty color brown. And instead of like feeding into those negative thoughts and keeping yourself in a downward spiral, replace those thoughts with very positive affirmations and things or do something that's very positive. And it's really important that you are replacing negative thoughts with positive thoughts. I'm not saying you have to be a positive person all the time, but if you can't sit and spend time with yourself because your brain is so negative, it's really important that you're trying to replace that with positive thoughts and positive things. And realize that sometimes those thoughts are not your own. They're things that have been said to you before from other people. 
So the third tip is honestly rewiring your brain into not being such a negative, harsh space. And the fourth one is finding a hobby. Finding something that you find valuable. Making a TikTok, exercising, hot girl walks, um, going to coffee shops, taking pictures of yourself. I There are so many different hobbies out there. And I really recommend that you make a list of things you have always wanted to try. And you've been kind of like, oh, I couldn't do this. And know that you don't have to be great at it. Like, you don't have to be a power lifter to lift. You don't have to be an Olympic runner to run. You just have to be. It's kind of like the thing, like, everybody is a bikini body. You know, at the end of the day, like, make a list of things that you um, can do um, things that you want to try, whatever it is, make that list and then hold yourself to it. You know, rollerblading is a big thing on TikTok and a lot of people tried it and they found a lot of happiness in rollerblading. And I love seeing people happy because they tried something new. And I really do recommend you try something new and find a hobby that fits you, but realize you don't have to be Vincent Van Gogh at painting. Realize you don't have to be a power lifter to go and exercise and lift. Know that you don't have to get the gym shark set to be a hot girl walk, okay? Find something valuable during that alone time and something you look forward to. Like a little treaty treat. I don't know. Maybe you look forward to like trying new foods so you write down a list of restaurants that you go to and you try their food or coffee shops and you make a list of coffee shops and you go to those coffee shops whatever your hobby is you have to try different things to figure out what works best for you and maybe it's not just one hobby it's multiple different hobbies and things like that it's really really easy to get stuck in this like I don't have enough time um you know, work takes up all my time and then you don't have time to self-care for yourself. And self-care is not just bubble baths and face masks. Self-care is brushing your teeth, taking a shower. Sometimes self-care is finding a hobby or an outlet that is positive for you to experience outside of your freaking nine to five, seven to three, whatever you work, you have to find something outside of that. And that's a topic for another another day. And I love to do a conversation on work-life balance and my idea of how I don't dream to work. But at the end of the day, um, I realize I'm so paralyzed with my job and I say paralyzed, I mean like paralyzed in fright. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not trying to use that word in a kind, lightly way. I'm saying like, I'm, I, like I literally freeze up until the next day of work. And I'm like, Ugh, I did nothing all night but sit on my phone. And I'm going to tell you, no one wants to hear it. No one wants to hear it. But here's the last tip. Take time off your phone. You want to spend time alone? Stop distracting yourself with your phone. Get bored. Be bored because you know what? Creativity comes out of boredness. Have you ever like left a kid alone in a room? Like a bunch of multiple different things. They, you know, and a kid could literally make something out of nothing. Kids have imaginations and boredness, but we don't have that anymore because we're spending so much time distracted by our cell phones. 
And so the last and final tip is to take time off your phone. If you're having an issue with social media and you feel like, oh, I'm missing out or whatever it is, then get off of it. It's a distraction for you. It is a high dopamine activity that creates such a high in our brains that anything compared to social media because it's instant gratification instantly becomes boring. But you need to be bored. Great ideas come out of boredness. Sitting there, being bored, not knowing sure what to do, you then can come up with your list of hobbies that you want to try. Um, You know, and social media is just really a big distraction for people. It's used to distract from what's going on and deflect from what's going on in their life right now. And that's what I think has been the biggest thing with being able to spend time alone is I'm not comparing my time anymore with people. I'm not comparing on social media like, oh, look at that beautiful body she has. I wish I had that. Like, no, I'm I'm not comparing myself anymore to a lot of people because I'm not spending a lot of time on social media. I've increasingly decreased my time on my phone. Like there was a point where I think I was on my phone for three hours out of the whole day. We're talking a whole, like I was up for more than 12 hours and I spent three hours on my phone and I felt so whole and complete. I deleted Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter the other day completely off my phone because I'm so sick and tired of the shackles of social media and comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. And so, you know, with this whole like being able to be alone, it has helped me being alone by not being on social media all the time and forcing myself to be bored and alone my thoughts instead of distracting myself with other people's lives. I'm more mindful and present in my life because I'm not on social media as much. Okay, I really could go on a full-on ramp, and I don't know if that's what you guys really wanted. I don't know if those are the tips that you wanted. Um, it is a mindset, mindset shift to be able to be alone. It takes it from being punishing, and I have to do this, to I want to be alone, I want to recharge, I want to plug in my batteries, and I want to take a moment to just be, and just be. I highly recommend... Um, even for extroverted people to always take time alone to yourself. You really have to be comfortable in yourself to be able to nourish and flourish those other relationships that you have. You have to be comfortable in yourself and you have to be comfortable being alone. And this is something that I really have found myself loving more and more and more. And I will not compromise on my alone time. I think alone time is valuable. I recharge. I feel the best when I am taking a moment of peace to myself and really changing that mindset to whatever I am asking for from other people, I can give myself. You can go to dinner alone. You can go shopping alone. I promise you, whatever thing you are seeking from another person, you genuinely can give yourself. And that's the biggest mindset shift. That's my biggest, biggest tip is shifting your mindset from, you know, I want this person to give me love to fill my void versus more like I am already filled enough. The people that I, I put into my life instead support me. Instead, add enrichment to my life. You are already whole and complete yourself. They just add more. And I said this when I got into a relationship. I would not get into another relationship unless I was comfortable and fine with being alone. And then 
that person adds nourishment to my life adds value to my life I'm already fine with being alone but it's fun to have them there it's fun to be together I love my partner so dearly Logan is the best person but he definitely adds value to my life instead of filling a void that I can fill myself he adds value and he is so valuable to my life and this is just in all relationships platonic and romantic you should be fine with being alone comfortable with being by yourself but when people are around it adds enrichment to your life adds value it adds spark to your life that's the people you want to be around you know and until you get to a place where you're 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 not using people to fill a void you're always kind of going to be stuck searching for something that doesn't exist in other people it only exists in yourself And I know this has been kind of a big rant about self-love and stuff, but it is. Spending alone time is giving yourself self-love. It is loving yourself. You can love yourself so, so very deeply and give yourself everything that you're asking for from another person. And so I'm just going to leave you with that thought. I'm, I, you know, if you take one thing away from this, it is that you can give yourself the love that you are seeking from other people. Thank you for listening to me rant about this. I was like, I'm definitely going to put up a podcast episode because I was just feeling so inspired about this topic. And I really genuinely hope that someone gets something out of this and know that I'm rooting for you. And I love everyone who listens to this podcast and listens to me rant. I'm rooting for your success because... I am a 23-year-old, almost 24-year-old, who learned life lessons a very hard way, but also learned life lessons on her own. And I'm growing up and realizing how absent things were in my life and, and being more secure in myself and being more loving towards myself. And I want that for other people. So I hope that you all have a great, great day, week, whatever it is. And maybe spend some time alone with yourself this next week. All right. Bye. Kisses.